we're all taught to speak to our superiors and elders with respect and reverence. How often are we taught to speak that way to ourselves? How can we be more professional and respectful with our self-talk in order to bring out our best selves? Hi everyone, I'm Noni and welcome to season two of my podcast, Take Care, where I try to understand how life works and how we can become our true selves one step at a time. Today's episode is on professionally communicating with ourselves. Think about a time you needed something important from your boss. Maybe a raise, maybe a significant amount of time off. How would you broach the topic? Clearly, you'd first do some research. What is the best way to approach your boss about a sensitive issue? Has someone else in the office made a similar request in the past and gotten approved? Has someone been denied? Why? What were the conditions imposed on accepting such requests? Once you've done the research, you'll need to cater the request to your unique situation. You'll have to come up with reasons why accepting your request is the best or only option. Then you'll come up with the specifics of your request. Exactly what days will you need off, what you're going to be doing during that time, who will be responsible to complete your tasks during this time, or how you plan on ensuring the work can wait. What will happen if something important comes up during that time? Or if you're asking for a raise, exactly what amount of raise you're expecting? Why do you deserve that raise? What have you done above and beyond your responsibilities? And how do you plan on continuing to do more? You'll brood over the best words to use and how you can avoid burning any bridges. You may spend days or weeks coming up with a strategy to receive a positive response to your request. This is normal and the expected course of action. Now think about how you approach yourself when you need something from you. It could be something major, like deciding to leave a toxic relationship, or something less life-changing, like deciding to eat less meat or start to exercise. How carefully do we strategize when we need to make ourselves say yes to a request we're making? We might decide to do some research and think to ourselves, we'll implement what we learned, but do we spend any time coming up with ways we can specifically implement that into our lives? Do we come up with backup plans? And do we come up with strategies of overcoming failures to that plan? Do we spend any time making that request into a demand? If you are anything like me, the answer is going to be a resounding no. So let's come up with a strategy that can help us turn that no into a yes. I'm going to use the example of trying to lose weight because, you know. Have you heard of SMART goals? S-M-A-R-T. The S stands for specific. Our goal needs to be simple, clear, and specific so we know exactly what to focus our efforts on. 
try asking yourself the five W questions to come up with your goal. What do you want to accomplish? Like weight loss. Why is this goal important to you? Say to get your blood pressure back to normal. Who is involved in the process? The whole family if you're trying to change the lifestyle. Where will this happen? Everywhere. Which resources will you need? Such as better food options, equipment for home gym, increased knowledge of nutrition. The next is M. M stands for measurable. How much or how many? It is extremely important to have measurable goals so you can track your progress. Even small successes can be huge motivation to keep going. But only by tracking and measuring your goals can you see success. So for our example, we can say we want to lose 15 pounds or reach a BMI of 28 or burn 3,000 calories a day or something else that we can measure. A measurable goal also helps us know when we have successfully achieved our goal. The A in SMART stands for attainable or achievable. This means setting your goal within a realistic framework. If you set a goal to lose 50 pounds in two months, that might not be realistic. You have to consider factors like, do I have the financial means to complete this goal? Do I have the required knowledge or experience or the time to gain that experience? Perhaps you need to increase your knowledge of nutrition so you understand your body better and you can set goals based on evidence. There is something else to keep in mind. There are certain aspects of your goals that are not in your control. For example, if you want a certain job, your goal should be focused on you achieving all the necessary knowledge, experience, and skills for that job, because that is something you can control. Just an important life lesson here. Don't measure your own success with other people's actions. Next is R. R stands for relevant. This brings in the broader context of your life. Is this goal the right thing for me? Is it right for my family? Does it align with other goals in my life right now? Am I in the right space in my life to pursue this goal? If the answers to these questions are yes, that might mean that your goal is relevant. I do want to add something else here. There are things in life that never seem to have the right time in our lives. It seems like there is never a right time to start a new career or start a family or anything else that is major and life-changing. So even though sometimes we might be tempted to answer no to some of these relevance questions, be honest with yourself and look deep within for the answers. The last is T. T stands for time. Time-sensitive or time-bound. 
Every goal needs to have a target date or time. When setting up your goals, this might be one of the most important factors that help you succeed. I am a true procrastinator. I do nothing unless I'm under the gun. So time limits are extremely important to me. When setting up time goals, think about when you want to start on your goals and how long it should take to achieve. So in terms of weight loss, you can say that you want to lose 15 pounds by your next birthday, which may be six months away. Or you need to finish a certain training within one year. You also need to consider if your big goal has little goals that you need time to complete and build in that extra time. You might need to set some time to increase your knowledge of nutrition, the kinds of foods that will help you lose weight or keep it off, the kinds of exercise that will help you reduce blood pressure, etc. You might decide that you want to lose one pound a week so that in 15 weeks you are down 15 pounds. You can also build contingencies that if one week you don't lose one pound, you will need to lose two pounds the next week. This keeps you accountable and keeps you on task. So there you have it, folks. Smart goals. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. Let us make sure that we use these strategies when we want to achieve any new goals in our lives, however small. But please keep in mind that if you don't achieve the goal you set out to achieve, this is not a failure. It just means that you need to readjust and refine your goals or break them down into even more achievable bits. So let us commit to being more professional to ourselves. Give ourselves the respect we need and deserve. Let us be very intentional about what we want to achieve and bring forth a specific plan that our inner boss cannot reject. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let me know some of those special goals you have in mind and how you can use smart strategies to achieve them. In the meantime, this is Noni requesting you to please stay safe, be kind, and take care.